Two Girls, One Podcast, an internet audio program that's just like the radio, except they talk about vaginas more. A lot more. Like if I had a nickel for every time they said vagina on this podcast, I wouldn't be making this podcast. And now here are your vajazzled hosts, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. This is Two Girls, One One Podcast. Podcast. In this podcast, we interview people from the internet. That's right, straight from your computer. It's a crazy place. (laughs) It's a crazy place. So you might be wondering why. Well, I think everyone's kind of curious about the people behind the posts. I think so, too. we have a live show. Live. Live theater. It's crazy. It's called Blogalogs. Mm -hmm. And in Blogalogs, we perform text from the internet on stage as though it's theatrical material. That's right. So that is our live show. This is our not live show. If you think we're live right now. This is a podcast. You have issues. (laughs) So in the live show, we perform Reddit threads, Craigslist posts, et cetera, et cetera. We'll set them to music. We'll come up Mm -hmm. with characters and scenarios. That's the live show. From doing blog logs, we saw a ton of things that we can't unsee. That's true. We look at a lot of different communities. If you think you've spent time in the wormholes of the internet, we've gone deeper than you. That is true. That's my crowning achievement. (laughs) I've gone deeper than you into internet wormholes. I've gone deeper than you. I accept all sexual innuendos there. (laughs) I understand. So then we decided to create this podcast to share all these things with you so that you can't unhear all the things you're about to hear. Now the one, the thing we're talking about today is a thing. It's a classic. That we've been talking about for a while. Do you know when this first came up? I feel like we've been talking about this topic. I know what we've performed along this topic, but I think you're thinking further back than that. The first time we learned about this. This thing that we are teasing right now. I want to know if you can guess, just like, I know you're alone, you're like driving your car, you're like cooking dinner, like, I don't know, you got your head, you're walking down the street, you got your headphones, you're on the subway, wherever you are right now. Let's give them some hints. think for a moment. It's a community. It's a community online. You've probably heard of this one. A lot of the topics we're going to cover, you will not have heard of. But this one? It's sort of crossed into mainstream. Yeah. Uh, They have conventions. They do. Maybe in your very town. It involves dressing up. Dressing up. I love dress up. I love it. And animals. Boom. That should should be a dead giveaway. Should be, but it could be a couple things. Yeah, it could. I mean, it could be a number of things. Is it peanut butter? Oh, oh Meg, get out of here. You know, it's two girls, one podcast, but there is a man in the room. I'm trying to be a, a surrogate for the listener. Two oh, girls. You guys are the talent, and I'm like... Give our listener more credit. I'm the listener. Two girls, one podcast, one producer in the corner. <laughs> it's that guy. So, final hint, rhymes with... Murray's. Flurries. Flurries made more sense. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's an actual word. Or Murray's, like multiple guys named Murray. I'm down. <laughs> It's a, it's a community of people who love Bill Murray. That's true. <laughs> the community true. is actually furries. furries. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yours was about special snowflakes. I know. Flurries. <laughs> the flurries. So furries is kind of, yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like most people have heard of it, but maybe I just live in a warped world because I spend too much time on the internet. There is, okay, actually, we should define for anyone who doesn't know. What a furry is. Although we're going to talk to a furry today, so he'll give us like the real and true lowdown. But what we know just from the internet, so take that source as you will. And we at, met some furries at BronyCon. Actually, we did. We went to BronyCon to interview people for our web series, Two Girls, One Show, which will come out, I don't know, one day. The 12th of never. 
<laughs> anyway, we went to BronyCon. We interviewed real bronies. So we have met some furries as well. But mm-hmm. they are people who are fascinated with anthropomorphic animals and often wear fursuits and dress up as these animals. So like yeah. for, for the layman, it's like mascot costumes. Yeah. I was expecting Matt to chime in as the listener and be like, what's anthropomorphic? I was going to do that. I, I knew you for, were. I was like, oh, I said it was coming. <laughs> wait, wait, can I do it? It is a Anthropo word. what? You guys, most you probably know what it is, but <laughs> is I... Is that I, your kid voice? Like, what, what is that's that? My norm, that's my normal listener voice. That's what all of our listeners sound like. I'm only thinking people might be wondering because I've been wondering, but I might. I mean, Jessica well, Rabbit. Okay. No. No. She's a. She doesn't she's actually a, have. She's a, rabbit a cartoon. A, she's a cartoon human. That's yeah. Just oh yeah. A human. She's a human. So anthropomorphic. <laughs> You're like, okay, anthropomorphic. Snow White. Just picture Snow White. What? Wait. Does anthropomorphic? Not a rabbit. Does it refer just to animal it's human combination? Animals, or, or yeah. So we're talking about animals like people. So like all uh, Disney characters. Right. And there you go. There you be. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so anthropomorphic. That's what we're looking at today, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty excited about it. So, but the post that we performed about furries is there's actually a furry cruise. There's oh, yeah. a cruise for furries, and there's all these pictures of people in their full fur suits on the deck of the cruise ship. And I'm like, how? Is that fun? How are you catching any rays? Catch any rays? Like yeah. uh, maybe it's a cruise to Alaska. Maybe it was sunny, but it was going somewhere cold. But the yeah. fursuits are warm. It just is like a funny pairing: a cruise ship on with a fursuit on. I feel like Matt's googling the furry cruise right now. No, no. Oh, okay, it's real. So, so you're. If, but you well, guys should be if you're buying computer. That's the only thing you're allowed to be googling right now. Matthew. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just Snapchatting. I'm Snapchatting. <laughs> just looking at some porn. Anyway, porn. so we're really interested because the person we're talking with today is the filmmaker behind Fursonas, which is a documentary about furries. Oh, and they have all these terms that I love, like fursona is your persona when you're a furry. I just fucking love a good pun, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Jen and I watched the documentary. We encourage you to go do so. You know, for a lot of the communities we talk to, there's like a totally clean side. And then there's rule, what's the rule? rule 34. Rule 34. Mm-hmm. If it exists, there there's is porn, porn of it, it on, the, on internet. the internet. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of these communities, they have a fun, friendly side. And then there's a sexy side. And a lot of yeah. people like to pretend that the sexy side doesn't exist. Yeah. So we've done a lot of research on bronies for our show, which you probably might know, are mostly men who are interested in My Little Pony. There's some women in the community, too, um, but the documentaries about Bernie's that are out there really do not cover the sexual side, and that's been of interest to us for years. Well, you mean just the fact that it's it's been of interest to us, the, the, the Bernie porn? But no, no, yeah, you, you, mean, porn. you mean the fact that they They're, pretend it doesn't exist. They, they pretend it doesn't exist, yeah. yeah, but there absolutely is a sexual side I mean, to like, that community. Uh, that's like pretending that like anal doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Just because you're all about the front side doesn't mean you're going to pretend right. the back side doesn't exist. Like people are having anal sex, guys. They right. just are. Are you, are you sure? I know, Matt. You've been married a long time. I mean, I'm saving my asshole for marriage. But yeah, that's I know, I know. That's story. all Allie's going to do when she's married. <laughs> I just feel like just when, anal. Things, just when things get real boring, that's when you whip out the backside. It's part of your vows. You're like, boo, surprise. Now you can have my asshole, you know. I hope my parents never listen to this. Oh, but podcast. they're gonna, they're gonna, you know it. Uh, but now they know their daughter hasn't done nails. I would like you to incorporate <laughs> that into your vows. And my asshole is squeaky clean. Anyway, this really went off track. So we're really 
speaking with someone who I would say is quite an expert in the community in the sense that he's made an entire documentary about it. He spent a lot of time interviewing lots of different furries and different types of furries. He is a furry. He is a furry himself. So we are really going to ask him all the things that you are dreaming of, listener. Yeah. Like peanut butter? (sighs) I always dream of peanut butter, butter, though. I do like peanut butter. Like, how did it get so good? I don't know. People in other countries that don't have peanut butter think it's disgusting. Really? Ooh, wait, like, wait. Like Vegemite. Like, if we were to have Vegemite what? for the first time, you'd be like, how could you get behind this and eat is it every Vegemite day? Is Vegemite the I Love Lucy thing? Vegemite that's vitamin. Vitamin Vegemite. Okay. <laughs> I love that you know that, though. <laughs> Classic. Vegemite, I think, is Australian. Yeah. Um, and it's like a spread. I mean, it's not peanut butter, but it's What's like it you would of? use it like peanut butter. Right. I, I don't know. I don't think it's sweet, though. Back Listeners, up, you though, can correct us if we're wrong. What country doesn't have some form of peanut butter? Like France. You don't. You can't find peanut butter at the France, grocery store. France, you can't find peanut butter? I remember being in France. I mean, this was... I've been there since, but like 10 years ago when I went for the first Maybe time. Maybe that's why they're so sexy and we're so fat. I know. <laughs> Here in America. I like peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter. It has the word butter in it. <laughs> and peanuts. I'm just going to do my fat, heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Now I sound like I'm making fun of fat, pe- fat people, but I just yeah. think like um, as a character study, I like to do Take heavy, it back. heavy breathing. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's just cut all my things about fat people. Um, Ali's persona is a heavy breather your persona actually i feel like you're alter ego i just think there's something funny about well okay listen like as actors we like to study different people and i think there's something really funny about, about heavy breathing, breathing. <laughs> when you played that horse speaking of animals what you played that horse on stage oh, I did and you play did horse like, we had, like a heavy breathing voiceover oh like, but that's because that horse was an undercover spy and so it was a different kind of heavy breathing it was more like <laughs> it is day 87 and the horses have accepted me as one of their own Thus, we're getting way off track we're for our listeners. Track. listeners. Although, listen else. Listen else. It's good thing I'm hosting a podcast ah. since I can't talk. It's all that anyway, peanut butter I'm eating. furries. So we're going to talk to a furry. We will. But first, we got to take a break. Already? We just fucking got started. You're always, You're always killing breaks. my vibe, Matt. Do you want to make money? Yes. Because we have an advertiser yes, who Such a slave to the money, man. Money, 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 All right, let's money, do it. Money, money, money. Let's take a break. We'll be back. But first, it's trivia time. You always trick us. I trick yeah. you. I like to trick. Trivia. I, like, I like to lay down the rug, get you guys comfortable, and then pull it out. Pull out method is not very effective, guys. <laughs> I hear it's only sixty percent. Don't try that at home. Have you guys ever bought something on the internet? What's that? No, I've never bought anything on the <laughs> What's internet. What's the last thing you bought I'm on the internet? In I think the last thing I bought on the internet was tickets to a show. Huh? Last thing I bought on the internet was a wedding present for my friend. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, same day I bought um, overall hooks because my overalls lost their hook. How? How did the hook fall off? Oh, yeah. I, I I first envisioned a hook that you would put on the wall to hang your overalls d- no, and display them. No, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right. You Part, told me. Did you have to buy down. a pack a dozen? I bought a dozen of the overalls. Like, what do you do? That's how they get you. So I bought a dozen. How many overall hooks are you going to need in your life? <laughs> I love that you're like, that's how they get you. Big overall. The overall industrial complex. Clearly, that's how they get you. You're only going to need one. I couldn't buy even a pair. I had to buy 12. Yeah. But I love these overalls, so I bought it, and now I realize I can't figure out how to get it onto the goddamn yeah, that's strap. Like a I have to take it to a tailor. Oh, really? YouTube, YouTube. Get it. Look that's how the tailors get ya. YouTube. But, you know, it's, that's not, true. it's a boring story. It's not worth getting into, but... This is probably a boring story, but I was trying to hook a hook onto my overalls, guys. 
it's but I'm gonna keep telling it. It's boring. It's boring. You know All what, right. guys? It's up to Matt to edit it down. If anything's boring that you're listening to, it's his fault. That's, um, that's Matt, true. Matt, overall, it was a pretty good story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, you're welcome. It's <laughs> trivia time. So speaking of purchasing things on the internet, yeah. what was the first item purchased on the internet? A woman. Oh, well, oh, you had to, you had to, you had to go there. Dark, you went dark. But, but also I think that's, <laughs> but that's, that's not, bad. It's not outrageous. It's <laughs> not, not a bad answer. Well, the first thing I ever purchased with Bitcoin was pizza. Right, but that... First thing ever purchased on the internet... I know that the way Zappos got started is um, a pair of shoes. Oh, a domain. Oh, okay. Cute. cute. All right. I get it. That's meta. Okay, that is very meta. But that's, that's not, not a bad a guess. <laughs> not a bad. No, it's not a bad guess. Okay. It's not a bad guess. guess. What's a hint? All right, a hint. The it, the very first thing purchased on the internet. So we're going way back. Yeah. And uh, the year is the year is a record. According to the source, a record player. The year is sometime between 1971 and 1972. Well, I'll be damned. I'll further the hint by saying, like, remember what the internet what? was and was going to become and what it was being used for at that time. Uh, well, what's, what was it used for if it wasn't furry porn? <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> I don't was know it what the internet was from a pers- for. Was it a personal purchase or was it a business? Um, I would be giving too much away, I think. Okay. I cannot answer that. I don't even know what I'm saying, but like minutes I to make a phone call saying. or something. Okay. Or like, okay. I don't know. No, that's, that's it. You're <laughs> thinking. Mom, you're thinking. You're thinking. He's like at least one of you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, what was the internet originally? For? Wasn't it like a military thing at the very, very beginning? Oh, you're oh, on to it. See, when it you start no, I'm just I'm making a face that oh. means nothing. Purchasing weapons. <laughs> For arms. So what's your guess? <laughs> weapons? Weapons. Okay, women and weapons. It's a good band name. <laughs> also a superhero movie. That's true. Yeah. We will find out after the break. And now the description of a real product called The Gift of Nothing, which you can purchase from the general store of the future, known as Amazon.com. Nothing is better than chocolate flowers and balloons. Nothing is better than an expensive dinner and wine. Nothing will thrill your heart more than the biggest teddy bear. The gift of nothing comes in sturdy molded plastic. It is the gift of absolutely nothing. This is the ultimate in minimalism. Less is more, more or less. Open the package, but be aware, nothing will happen. Allow nothing to flow through your mind and calm your soul. Enjoy the sensations. You too can discover that nothing really is better than something. Nothing awaits you. Gift of nothing on Amazon Prime on sale for $6.73. And we're back. Um, That was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, yeah, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. I don't know. Would you buy that online? No. Mm-mm. I would never pay money for nothing. I think I've paid a lot of money for nothing. I was going to say, I feel like... <laughs> Not that I'm really thinking about it. That's how it. they get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better than just... You paid for a lot of overall clips that you're not going to use. Exactly. That's, a lot of nothing. That's pretty much you nothing. You know what? One day I might use those. 
That's what hoarders will say. <laughs> you should give those out as gifts. Overall clips? Yeah. To what, needy children? Like For the next 11 years, <laughs> once a year. I don't know. All right, Jen, once a year, you're going to get one overall clip now. There we go. Great. Overalls are so hot right now. <laughs> Fucking love them. Sell them online. Overalls and onesies, as I've discussed many times in this podcast. Overalls are a denim onesie. That's what they are. That's are true. they not? Therefore, they're the gift of magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywho. Who wants to hear the trivia answer? I do. Me, me. If you guys haven't turned this off by now, <laughs> I respect you. Don't encourage them. <laughs> keep it on. Keep it on. We might say something one day. Peanut butter. Here's the thing. You never know when a gem is going to happen, so you got to stay tuned. When yeah. are you getting to the peanut butter part? <laughs> I'm so hungry. And the furry porn. Uh, furry porn and peanut butter. Today's trivia. What yeah. was the first item ever purchased on the internet? Military. Ali says military equipment. Jen uh, says women. <laughs> I said women. Yeah. The answer is organs. Sorry. <laughs> oh, what that's not bad. I was thinking like the dark web now. So okay, yeah. Yeah. The answer is weed. Oh. I can't believe that neither of us guessed that. Oh, we should have known. But it's complicated. Yeah. That it answer is. that answer is contested. The ARPANET was built in the 70s by MIT and Stanford. Mm-hmm. And the computer scientists who were working on it were college kids, probably, or professors. And they made a deal to exchange weed between the two campuses. Made a deal. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that being the first purchase is somewhat contested because money was not exchanged over the internet digitally. Ah, uh, okay. So they agreed to a price and to deliver the weed, but they did not so transmit was it a money. Or was so it was it a purchase? So that's in the 70s. To have a purchase. Yeah. So your trivia was a goddamn trick. Well, it wasn't a trick because uh, according to Smithsonian Magazine, uh, well, in, 19- in 1984, <laughs> a woman ordered groceries via her television via a video text. I don't know what that is. I could have been ordering groceries from my TV when I was one year old. We yeah. still, we <laughs> you still, missed out. we still can't order groceries from our TV. This doesn't make any sense. Right. So I mean, I guess if you get Chromecast and you put your internet on your TV and then you go on Fresh Direct. There you go. How did she do it? Yeah, she ordered, according to this article, she ordered margarine, eggs, and cornflakes from her local grocery store Oh, via phone line. So it must have been, the video text was some sort of television phone connection Whoa. that probably never took off. Yeah. But she made the purchase. Yeah. But that is also contested because she didn't pay via that technology. Okay. So the third thing was in 1994 where somebody ordered CDs. Uh, oh, it was a Sting CD. Okay. In 1994. And they actually That's sent adorable. their credit card mm-hmm. information via encrypted a message and that was the first like I paid online with my credit card so in the answer is CDs maybe which but which makes sense because that's also so retro but mm-hmm. I like the weed answer because like the, the deal was made over the internet and at that time the internet was like nothing right. it was text it was transmissions between two campuses and so right. that so these kids were like here's an idea well you got Let's some weed a deal yeah, yeah yeah and that was the, the beginning of e-commerce I love that anyway well, furries. furries. There, so we found an eBay for furries. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Furby. We have so many things to ask him. Furby. F-U-R-B-U-Y. I love all the little punnies. That's <laughs> when you know the community is taking off. Like, if you have your own eBay, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that, is that the standard? Because I don't know. Just, you know you've made it. I mean, like, if you have enough shit to sell, to sell amongst a group of people. And, yeah, Listeners, yeah. please let us have merchandise. What do you guys want to see we'll us made, made into for merchandise? <laughs> They're like, you know what? Nothing. <laughs> the gift, the of, gift of nothing. nothing. <laughs> We're going to throw bobbleheads out there. But the other thing about a podcast merchandise is people 
really don't have any idea what we look like. I mean, I guess there's like the little thumbnail. You can go check us out, but like really we're just voices. (laughs) There aren't actually two people here. It's just two versions of Alexa talking to each other. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) That is the next podcast. That would be interesting. You know what's really sad, guys? It is only a matter of time till there is a podcast where the hosts are AI. Robots, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said something really sad the other day, which is like, as artists, we're, we're going to have a moment where we thrive because we're going to be teaching robots how to feel. And yeah, we, uh, artists will be hired to teach robots emotional intelligence, and then we will be the source of our own downfall when they update and up, update themselves and learn past us. I've thought you heard about it here on Two Girls One Podcast. I'm predicting <laughs> the course of the takeover. Futurist podcast. This stuff is happening, which mm-hmm. is crazy. We're never gonna have flying cars, though. I think that absolutely will not happen. Although we have drones instead. Drones are so lame. I was taking a hike in California. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not like I've I've tried. I know. Last week I was on top of a canyon in LA on my own, like hiking. I was taking a hike, and all of a sudden, you weren't alone. I wasn't alone because it was like, and I was like, oh my god, and I like ran to a bunch. They're loud, and it was a drone. And then there was some dude on top of this canyon, like flying his drone around. He's probably taking pictures. But he scared the shit well, out of me. It's a big invasion of privacy, too, that they can take photos of anything, Anyone. That's a That's a hobbyist thing where, like, I have a drone and I'm going to take some pictures or yeah. I love remote control vehicles. That is a hobbyist thing. And I agree that, like, there's a certain subset of people like, cool, drones. And, and who cares? Yeah. Drones are not lame when they will deliver the shit you need to your doorstep in 30 minutes. But they are lame when the battery poops out and that shit falls in your head in the middle of the city. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're going to perfect the drones. When you said battery pooping out, I literally envisioned that it's a drone and it poops out a battery. Right. Because that's what a drone would poop. Battery pooping. If a drone... drone Battery pooping. (laughs) Guys, is Dominic here? Yeah, he's on the line. We gotta get to him. We should talk to him. Super excited. With us right now, we have Dominic Rodriguez, the filmmaker and director of Fursonas, a documentary about furries. Welcome, Dominic. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We loved the documentary. We really did, yeah. So to back it up for our listeners, back it up. up. um, We were curious, in your own words, what are furries? What is a furry? It's funny because I've been asked this question probably like 3,000 times. times, (laughs) But I still, usually when I don't have to answer it, I like pass it off to another furry. Like, I don't know, you answer. I I don't want to do it. Um, Basically, you always have to say it means something different to everybody because (laughs) if you don't say that, then you're misrepresenting somebody. And that's Mm -hmm. like a big thing that furries get concerned about. Mm -hmm. But furry in the broadest sense is somebody that is fascinated by anthropomorphic animals and that is the most like pc possible definition that they could come up with okay that's just like animals with human characteristics so you don't have to have a suit to be a furry and i think that the identifying characteristic is if you want to be a furry then you are it's a state of mind. You know? Furry okay. is a state of mind. In like my that. opinion. <laughs> wow, yeah. I identify as a lot of things then, In that case. It's just a state of mind. <laughs> and how did you get into the community? You could trace it back to the beginning, which is like 12 years old. I'm just like finding pornography online and just like furry porn is its own whole universe um which i would love to talk about because yes! it's just like great it's oh, like so excited what i love about it is it's um it's artwork i mean it's beautiful a lot of the time and you're you're bringing kind of humanity into these characters there's an argument to be made for it being the best form <laughs> because it's like if you're watching porn of just people fucking uh, it's sort of dehumanizing it. You know, it's taking yeah, real people and stripped, stripping it away. 
Yeah, whereas this, just, these are actual characters. Like, the furry community, everybody knows everybody. Like, I mean, or they know people who know people. So you can be looking at porn and, like, I know that guy. I saw him in Reno at a convention. Isn't that weird, though? Because, like, I don't want to see my friends fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> I want to see my friends fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were 12. Do you even remember what you were searching for or Googling that you were like, whoa, furry porn? I don't think I even knew the word furry until I was in high school. Just my sexuality was just this weird mess of like not really liking girls or boys, but just this idea of like an animal person. Just this idea was like a very sexy idea to me. And so that's just like something I never told anybody because it was weird and gross and embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And I I thought I like invented it. (laughs) I thought it was like my and that's what I ask furries when I meet them. I'm like, so did you like know about the fandom and then go oh that's my thing or did you have a thing and then you found out that there was a fandom for it and a lot of people are it's kind of half and half and i feel like we're like the you know the the true warriors of the fandom other ones that like (laughs) we we just we like came up with it in the cave you know right you talked about your own journey from kind of being in hiding um you had said like not knowing to knowing and I was wondering if you could just Mm. a couple words about that journey to being so open about all of this I think that your identity is something that you choose um and it's not necessarily something that is like like I I I feel like you could say that I was a furry since I was 12 but I think I was actually a furry since two years ago when I said I was because it was like it was my decision and the fact that now I'm going to go out there and I'm going to wear this suit and I'm going to do that and like stand behind it like I think especially now when there's so much that you're hearing about like transgender issues and all this stuff it's like I think it's important for people to like decide who they are um so that's why I am a furry because I want to be (laughs) Can I ask? You don't have to answer. So wh- wh- which, are you straight, gay? Like, what's your orientation? I usually say gay uh-huh. because usually when people ask you that, it's, they just want to know, well, like, do you have sex with like, guys or girls? Like, they just want to understand. Want yeah, exactly. And for me, that's not, like, super important. Uh, so, like, like, furry is, like, that's a word that I'll take and I'll wear it because I feel like I, I, I believe in it. And gay is like, I could kind of take it or leave it. I guess probably pansexual would be the most mm-hmm. um, accurate, but I don't like to say it because uh, <laughs> I just don't like to ex- explain. I'm already explaining all this furry shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, well, I was only wondering just because you, the point you brought up was not one that I was expecting, but that I did find very fascinating about how exploring your sexuality and you don't know if you like men or you don't know if you like women. And so as a 12-year-old boy, it does seem like an outlet that would present itself like kids are into animals they're into cartoons they're mm-hmm. into people and then like all of those things combined i think it's my parents fault also i think it's because they told me to do well in school and i and they're like don't go you know don't be worried about dating or anything like that they're my parents are the best they're amazing mm-hmm. but they were like you know it's really important that you take your grades seriously and so i did and i never like dated or anything like that but you know you're growing up and your sexuality has to like express itself so it just went into like the internet Right. Just went over there. Yeah, that's so it's, the, it's their fault. So how did it keep evolving? You said in high school you learned the word furry. And when did you did you get a fursona at some point? I grew up in Michigan. And then when I was 14, I moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And the bizarre thing is that the largest furry convention in the world is in Pittsburgh every year. Well, that was fortuitous. Yeah. And it was just 
bizarre, like it was following me. And I wanted to go, obviously. I was trying to think of what lie I could tell to my high school friends. Like, to, we could just go as like a joke. It would be funny because I didn't want to like be caught there or anything like that. Because it's like, it's, it was a joke to people, you know, it's like, it's like, it was at the time considered kind of like the bottom of the internet trash barrel sort of you know <laughs> and like um now it's like uh, almost i would it's like becoming mainstream you know what i mean now it's, yeah. i think it's like the top the top of the trash barrel now yeah. I, think <laughs> I learned more about the fandom through the movie the original version of personas was a 12 minute film that i made for college i kind of like was a little bit lying to myself because i wanted to be a filmmaker first and a furry second <laughs> and just go to this convention not really knowing anything about furry, which is kind of true in the sense that I had never been to a convention and it was new to me. The social aspects of it were new to me and I didn't know anybody, but I was like jacking off to furry porn every day. So it was like, I kind of knew (laughs) everything, but kind of. So do you consider furry a sexual orientation? Because I I met someone who views spanking as her sexual orientation, which like kind of blew my mind. One of my best friends I remember had kind of a heated blog post about how it definitely isn't an orientation. I mean, some people to even discuss it in the same sentence as sexuality is like offensive. Like the notion of even pairing the two together is is like just laughable. But <sighs> orientation actually is a little accurate for how I think about it, only in the sense that to me it's like the starting point of like when I'm interested in somebody. Like whether they're furry or not is like a pretty important factor it's kind of like the factor this character that they've created for themselves is like how i think about them Mm -hmm. and my character is how they think about me some people would rather call it a fetish than an orientation some people would rather separate it from sex altogether well what's interesting is the people who like to refer to it as one way that is probably how it works for them right and people are always so set on defining it however they view it but Mm -hmm. it sounds like for some people it is an orientation and for some people it is a fetish and and usually it's a little bit of a couple things too right it's usually not one thing yeah yeah Yeah, and we definitely also want to talk um, in a minute about the people who don't see it sexually at all right but just, since we dove in, I'm I know. ready, you know. <laughs> well, I wanted to say, I think the term persona is really interesting, too, because a persona, to me, is sort of like an, an alter ego. Like, it's something you would step into, which Ali and I talk about a lot. So you could, it's a piece of you, but it doesn't necessarily have to be you, but it also is you. So I could see how people view it a lot of different ways, where it, like, is themselves, or it's, like, somebody entirely different that they can become for a moment. Yeah, so weird about that is just the whole paradox of, like, you're covering every part of your body. You know, and you're, and usually a lot of them don't talk, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're doing this. And this idea that you're getting closer to who somebody is by putting that much distance between you and them is super weird and cool. Yeah. So you have a fursona, I would imagine, right? Or you have a fursuit? Yes, I have a fursuit of my fursona. Okay. uh, Wolf, yeah. (laughs) Can you tell us about your fursuit and fursona? A lot of people have like really awesome like backstories and stuff like that. And like they have a whole, their character has a whole history. Uh, uh, His name is Video because I made a video. (laughs) Um, And I usually, also, you meet so many furries that, um, and they always have like, three different names because they'll give you their like real name and then their furry name and then some other character they made and usually one of them is hard to pronounce and one of them is like too 
common and so I like just a noun like I met somebody named noodles the other day and I'm never gonna forget noodles <laughs> I definitely want to meet easy. someone named noodles just <laughs> yeah when I'm talking to my non-furry friends about things that have happened with furries I it's so normal to me now that I'll just be like yeah I was well I was hanging out with my friend dirt the other day and blah 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 and then one of my friends like wait no wait back up your friend's name is dirt and I was like, like oh, yeah I'm yeah. hanging out with dirt and noodles <laughs> yeah no my character is honestly just me exaggerated. I didn't even come up with a fursona until halfway through fursonas. Like that was when I got a suit. And that was sort of when I outed myself to my crew and everything, because I was becoming more a part of the community at that point. Mm-hmm. I met my boyfriend uh, who we've been together for like four years. And so I, and he was a fur, he's a furry. And so once we started dating, and like, we wanted to go to cons, it made more sense for it to be like an active part of my like personal and private life too. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about the development of the first Sona? Because it seems like for some people, it is a different personality. Yeah, I, I think some people, it feels like it's the opposite of them. You know, it's like who they maybe aspire to be or want to be. I mean, I, I guess for me, this was the only thing that 100% nobody knew. And now it is the thing that I am known for. Like, if, if there is a thing that people know about me, it is this. Um, so I think that it used to be a really good way to kind of escape. Um, but now it's kind of almost the opposite of that. It's like I go to furry conventions and it doesn't feel like an escape as much as like confronting something. I, I, this is getting weird, but like, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't think of furry conventions as like, I, th- I think it's, it got, it got a little screwed up for me because it became my job to, to like look at furries, you know, like from an outside perspective and mm-hmm. I'm in it and I'm like celebrating with them. So it kind of made this weird halfway ground that I kind of, I'm constantly enjoying it, but also kind of like analyzing it. That doesn't answer your question at all, but that I, like that I, I like it. I like it. I like it. How big is the community, would you say? And you mentioned people know each other. So is that because of the cons or what's that all about? As far as like how many there are, I I often wonder like how many furries there are. My friends and I came up with the number a million and I don't remember how we came up with it. (laughs) Did you make that up? Just sounded good. A million. It was was based on, I think, people that had fur affinity profiles and fur affinity is a website. It's like a art sharing and social media thing because there are more furries that don't go to conventions um, than there are ones that do. But the ones that do go to a lot of them. And it's a community in the tens of thousands, but the characters are so easily identifiable that it feels small, like when you're in it. Um, and the thing that people, that furries always say is like, in real life, it's like, you know, six degrees of separation and furry, it's like one, like either, you know, the person or, you know, someone that knows them. So it's awesome. Cause there's really some of the best friendships you're ever going to make, but also some of the worst drama imaginable. Are there popular furries within the community? Can you talk a little bit about the dynamics that have popped up? Are there up? fur celebs? <laughs> The word is popufer, actually. Oh, cool. Popufer. I'm gonna be popufer. Absolutely. No, I mean, like, the cool thing about it is that it's an opportunity to be super creative. In the movie, there's Boomer the dog who made his fursuit out of shredded paper, mm-hmm. which I think is, like, so... That's such a furry idea. It's like, you know, do it yourself, and it's really creative, and it's really original. But he got some shit for that because it, you know, furries, a lot of them don't like how it looks and they think it looks cheap. Mm -hmm. And that always boggles my mind because it's like, 
why is it cooler to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on something and, and just like buy your fame than it is to be somebody like Boomer and like be like genuinely creative? Right. Yeah, I took well, that away micro, in the movie. Yeah, it's that, a microcosm of microcosm, larger society yeah, that people that give a shit like. Right, that there are maybe the, the, the cool kids who set the standards for what's cool and if you don't live up to it. Well, there are makers. There are first, I mean, like my fursuit is is by Made For You, which is a pretty popular maker and stuff. And it's almost like a. it's become a little bit more like fashion instead of like actual like creativity. And like, there's like an aesthetic, there's like a furry aesthetic that you can kind of choose to be a part of. And I love it. And I am so into it. And so that's why like, my suit gets lots of hugs and stuff, because it's really cute. (laughs) What's the price range for the fursuits? If you make it, I mean, it it could be really cheap. But I mean, if you're commissioning it, um, I mean, I paid 2000 for like, without even I didn't have a body, you know, like, so I wear it with clothes. So I have like everything but the middle part, um, but I have the middle part now. But that I got that like way later. So so two thousand for the heads, hands, and feet, and maybe tail. And tail and arms and leg sleeves. Ah, so uh, like, but not like it's a lot torso. Not the torso, no, because that is you need to make a duct tape dummy. So you wrap yourself in <gasps> duct tape and then you ship it to them and then <laughs> you cut it out. So that way they can make it form fitting. Wow. What else do you do when you commission it? How do you describe it to the person to get just what you want? People always compliment my suit. And I'm like, oh, it was totally all my idea because I told them to make it brown. And that was literally, I was <laughs> just so like, specific. my idea was to make it brown. As much as I had thought about furry, I didn't necessarily have this specific image in my mind of like the character. Like the idea that you have to pick a face that's going to be your face forever that you're known as. Do you want the face to be excited or like, you know, coy or whatever? And it's just like, God, I don't know. What's my emotion that I'm going to... But do people change their persona or like once you have yours, you're set. Like, could you get a new suit and be like, guys, it's me, video. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You don't even have to have a set persona. Um, but like a lot of people have like their main sona. Then there'll be different characters that they'll make, you know, like, oh, I also have this bird and this bunny and blah, 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 blah. Some people say that, you know, you don't choose it, it chooses you. And it's some people are very mystical about it and stuff. (laughs) Oh, and there is like a total generational, like it meant something different to like the generation before me. Like it used to be much more of a stigma to talk when you were in suit. If you have a suit, you don't talk. And that was like a sacred thing back in the day. Now I get drunk and I talk louder and that's what I do but also the whole thing about how you can change your persona it's funny because when my boyfriend and I met I was like he asked like well what's your persona I said I, I'm a wolf and he's like oh okay cool like I was a wolf for a while like you'll figure it out you know like kind of being like it's like a gateway like, animal that's everybody starts as a wolf like t- and I'm like no seriously and so like I joke with other wolves like you know people people thought we were playing but we weren't <laughs> <laughs> what did your boyfriend become after being a wolf? A lion. Oh, a lion. <laughs> well, that is kind of a leap. I mean, that's that's impressive. Did you yeah. meet him at a convention? No, I met him through like a furry hookup website. Yes. It's called Furfling, and it's like the Furfling. dumbest website ever. So you make a profile. What are the profiles like? Is it like a photo of you and a photo of your fursona or your suit? Or like, or or is it, I know people also, and this was in your film as well, people make art of their, so there's not just images of your fursuit, you also make artistic rep- representations of your fursona, so. I think both of ours, it was before we had any art, so it was just like stolen art, which is a thing that like a lot of furries, I mean, it was just, I mean, it's not like you're claiming it's yours, you're just sort of like, you find a thing that looks cute, 
and you're like, I would like you to think of me as looking like this. Are there also photos of you, Dominic? Yeah, I mean, I am more okay with having like my head off in public than other people are sometimes. Some people don't care, but there's like a headless lounge when you go to a furry convention that only fursuiters can go into. And you take off your heads and you can drink water and stuff. For some of them, that's kind of a taboo. They call it breaking the magic. That's kind of adorable. That reminds me of you. Allie worked at Disney World for a while. Yeah, my first job out of college is I worked at Disney. I did a dinner theater show down there. And there was this underground tunnel where you could go, um, you know, you pick up your paycheck, like different things like that before it's direct deposited. And the characters would hang out down there. So you would see like Snow White with her dress over her shoulder smoking a cigarette. <laughs> but it's weird because like apparently there's a whole rivalry there between the faces and the furs. So the people in fursuits versus the people whose face can be seen. Hmm. I don't know if there's any overlap with the furry community and like Disney characters, but. Oh, I mean, absolutely. But somebody (laughs) in your documentary does say, I forget who said it exactly, that it was like the Lion King came out. There are a lot of films like that at a certain period of time, just when the internet was really becoming like common, right? Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that's why it can seem sort of odd from the outside looking in because uh, it looks like. Disneyland um, and it's not yeah the point of your documentary was that there are all these different voices and we shouldn't be controlling the image so much like people come to this fandom for a lot of different reasons so I, I'd love to know what are the t- so Jen and I actually again this is not furries but we went to BronyCon for some interviews and uh, what are we were so fascinated by just like the sessions the type of sessions that were there so what kind of events are at the conferences. That's what's cool about cons is that the entire time there's things like panels and I mean the dance is always really fun so people wear their fursuits and have like a big rave and stuff like that. I definitely want to watch that. I mean honestly the dance is my favorite part of the like programmed stuff and all that stuff that's in the schedule to me that's not the con and for a lot of people that's not the con it's like you hang out in the lobby and you see your friends that you bet live on the other side of the world that you haven't seen for half of the year or whatever. <laughs> At the end of the day, I think the thing that probably unites furries is the, the friendships and the connections that they make, you know? Awesome. Yeah. So I'm I'm banned from Anthrocon, which is the Pittsburgh furry convention. Like, I'm not allowed to get a registration there. Why? Um, because of the whole thing? Well, officially, it's because I broke their policy, which is that if you film at that convention, you have to send them your movie, and then if they don't like it, they can tell you to edit things, and then if you don't do that, then they will say, well, don't distribute it, but we yeah, that's ridiculous. that was st- stupid, so we did it anyway, and so then Uncle Kage banned me. Uncle Kage is the chairman of Anthrocon, so he's been for like 20 years, and Anthrocon's the biggest furry convention in the world, um, and he's like super well-known in the fandom, um, and people have different opinions about He definitely seems like a character. With the movie, I wanted to get uh, to know people, you know, and all their nuances and stuff, and get beyond this, you know, this cute little character that you're finding. And he is somebody that I didn't get to interview. And so to me, he's it's odd, because he's still just kind of a character to mm-hmm. me. And I know that he's a human being, and he has a mother, and he dreams at night. But I don't know about what. The other thing that's crazy is that um, in the movie, we met all these people and their fursona. And he was just wearing a lab coat, drinking wine every time. I I was going to ask, he was portrayed as a a lobster, though. Does he have a suit that he wears or no? That actually was a cockroach. Oh, a cockroach. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. His actual fursona. He is a cockroach. You know, those aren't furry, right? Like there's no part of a cockroach that has fur. 
as long as it's some kind of creature. I mean, it can be something with scales. It can be a fish. I don't. I haven't met a lot of fish or actually anything foody, like you know, like turkey or chicken or things like that. <laughs> Speaking of cockroaches, if it is a sexual orientation, how do you feel about different types of animals and fursuits? Because like, I would not want to fuck a cockroach. You know what I mean? I would not want to fuck a cockroach either. Yeah, um, good, good. We can be friends. I think that <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, also even people that aren't furries can acknowledge that there's like a certain sexuality to like the way felines like move as opposed to like and it's not that i'm talking about fucking like a real cat but i'm talking about like you know we will use these characteristics to describe people you know absolutely foxy or whatever and you know in terms of what like turns people on i think it's really funny that there's this double standard that i find sometimes where whatever you're into as you know it can be as weird as what i'm into but if it's like one percent weirder, then like you should go to hell. And like that happens a lot. A lot I find, you know, it's like for instance, fur fursuit sex is a big kind of uh, divisive topic because there are furries that are like the idea of fursuit sex is offensive because you are turning something that's supposed to be for other people into a sexual plaything. Can you tell us how fursuit sex works? Because from a purely logistical standpoint, it sounds really. Hot. And I mean, temperature wise, <laughs> like those fursuits look really warm. I always feel like the need to like, just remind any. Yeah, disclaimers, disclaimers. Are, disclaimers. Not everybody does this. It's different for everyone. Not everybody does this. But for the many people that do, <laughs> um, for the full suits, they have like the strategically placed holes like in front and back and stuff like that. Um, and usually I feel like if you're the one in the fursuit, like let's say one of you is in a fursuit and one of you isn't. The one who isn't is expected to do a little more of the work, I think. <laughs> so, like, I like to put it on and get a blowjob because I feel like it's just the easiest thing and I don't have to, like, overexert myself. And, you know, then it's just like... Aren't you sweating like a bitch in there? <laughs> I mean, That's actually, the part of it. <laughs> the thing about it, the thing about it is that it's like... You put it on and you're sweating immediately. Okay, so you're already okay. Worse. You're already sweating. It's, got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, it's just it's just like you're already at a hundred percent. So then you're just like you might as well just fucking it at that point. So can you tell who is into fursuit sex and who isn't? Because theoretically, you can see these holes in the suit, or are they covered in such a way by the fur or clothing that you don't know? Uh, some people have two suits, so sometimes you know that will be one that's like totally for the bedroom, like. I have like a, a full suit also, but I don't wear it out. It's like just like the middle part of it with like the holes and stuff. I mean, you can wash it and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, like you can disguise zippers through fur. Um, and then sometimes uh, some people will wear like shorts. And and some people are like super proud of it. And they're like, like my, my friend made a point of that. Like, I don't want to be thought of as somebody who keeps it in two different worlds. Like it's all one world. Like yeah, I, like, wash it before I, like, hug people, but mm -hmm. it is the same suit. Right. I mean, I fuck with this body. I'm not changing bodies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I, I wash this, this body. Shirt. And yeah, I hug exactly. people after I wash <laughs> this body. I don't hug people with my vagina. That's, That's another story. <laughs> well, we have to get going. Oh, I know I we could talk to you for much longer. I literally wrote down 10 other questions. I know. I, don't, I can't even ask you. And everybody really should check out Fursonas. Um, how can they find it, Dominic? It is on Hulu and it is on, it's like everything but Netflix. It's okay. Like Hulu God damn and, it. Uh, 
Just Google it. It's okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for speaking with us. We love how open you are. This was such a fascinating and amazing conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Seriously. And now a real advertisement entitled Funky on Sex. Just kidding. It's a yard sale from the mysterious parallel universe known as Craigslist.org. We're having a yard sale. Oh, or really, mom is having a yard sale and I get to write the Craigslist ad. They used to let me make signs too, but I kept zoning out and writing yard sard by accident. Here's what you need to know. Date, this Saturday. How will the weather be? Amazeballs. Is there plenty of parking? Sure. Are you nice? Usually. Come early. What we got. Mom was supposed to send a list, but forgot so you can expect awesome stuff like stuff, bigger stuff, baby stuff, things, pieces of things. She's all about the 10 cent box, doodads. Something that looks like a boob that isn't actually a boob. Kinky boots, school supplies, your mom. Edit. So it turns out mom sent me a list like four days ago and I forgot. My bad. Uh, we, we also have vintage bubblegum machine, purses, baskets, OMG, antique two-man crosscut saw, bicycle pump, D2, the Mighty Ducks on VHS, crutches, we fate, hamsterless hamster cage. So basically we've got a smorgasbord of stuff you'd expect at a yard sale, except ours is better than everyone else's, which is why you need it. And we're back. Um, that was great. I'm going to go sale? get some of those doodads. I yeah, like that yeah. they listed doodads. That I know, was the yeah. Thing. And I'm going to buy some fucking doodads. When you think about it, all yard sales are doodads. Like, you can That's just classify the whole thing as a doodad. That's why really accurate. Mm-hmm. I like a good doodad. You guys were not Wait, listening what? to that ad. You guys were not listening to that ad. <laughs> what did our you take away from it? Our he sponsors. He literally says doodads. I know, but you were like Googling in the corner while... <laughs> While the ad was being no, she was doodaddling. <laughs> yeah, you know what doodaddling is. Schwam, schwam, schwam. <laughs> I was doodaddling. <laughs> no. <laughs> talking about merchandise. When you guys sell T-shirts for this show, it's just gonna be a T-shirt that says schwam, schwam, schwam. Guys, if you don't understand the schwam joke, it's because you have to listen to other episodes. That's We're the thing. It's an, it's an inside joke, self-referential of the show, mm-hmm. and that's the the super fans. If you're a super fan of two girls, yeah, schwam, you're schwamping. You're schwam. <laughs> you should call the super fans schwampers. Schwampers. <laughs> I'm gonna call them doodiddlers. Also schwampers. <laughs> Whatever. To each his own. All right, guys. How fantastic was that interview? Uh, I literally, while we were interviewing him, wrote down 10 other questions. I know. We're going to have to have another interview with Dominic. Dominic part two. That's going to be the (laughs) title. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in his persona for that one as video. Yeah. You know what I noticed is they all have, (laughs) they all really do have interesting names like video. I think in his uh, documentary, it was like, Grix, Freya, like they're really sort of almost like mythical sounding names. Yeah, which they're I really bomb-ass like. names. We should start naming children those things. I know. I guess the thing about like if you have an alter ego, you want to name it like Sasha Fierce. You want to give it something a little, yeah, a little saucy yeah. sauce. I just love how open he was. I hope that furries listening to this don't get all up in arms and mad at him. I think that they might, but I some, just, yeah, some people, I think that um and we didn't necessarily even mean to talk about porn as much as we did um, you know but, you did but come it's on a good, it's a good topic it's a good topic but yeah he was so open and honest about the 
about that life you know what i mean and i think that that's cool life. i think that's mm-hmm. good i think um you know we're all wondering these things and he just answered them for us yeah no i agree i would love to go to a con but i'm not like do you have to be a furry to go to a con i, I don't think so i mean he he did say at one point that you don't have to be wearing a first that a lot of people aren't wearing fursuits and that's not what it's about for them right do you remember at BronyCon we had some furries tell us they're like this is the ultimate expression of this do you remember yeah, that? Well, there is overlap because we met a bunch of people wearing brony fursuits just to explain for our listeners so we met like applejack is a my little pony character and we met a guy in an applejack full suit. applejack suit yeah and he met his furry roommates on craigslist which mm-hmm. i just loved oh that was so great yeah and they have furry parties together i that was really want to see the dance off because i fucking love dancing i, do and too. I yeah. love silly things and the idea of people all dancing in their fursuits like really like if you guys watch the documentary they're like really doing some moves i just think that's <laughs> hilarious i gotta say the one thing that i wrote down that i loved from the interview was that uh, dominic said the thing that i didn't want anyone to know is the thing that i am now most known for mm-hmm. and to me i was like that is the internet in a nutshell that that's is the internet everything with about what the internet is and that's life it's like the thing you most fear about yourself is actually the thing that you'll connect with more humans about than anything else probably so well i also just think there's something to be said, said like there. when you repress something and repress it and repress it and repress yeah. it it's almost like you've got 20 years built up that then releases so then you got 20 years coming out in a in a in a year in an amazing, you know what i mean it's just like yeah. this gush right of- that's magic dirty. but that the internet lets <laughs> lets that come out because yeah. you find those people and that they can find each other I if mean, dominic lived 100 years ago oh my gosh that this would not, he would not none of this would be happening yeah, yeah. Um, all right well we do want to hear what you think about we know you all had of so this many thoughts tweet them to us ask us anything yeah we'll if, see if we can answer or we'll pass it along to dominic if you want to tweet how can they find y'all Y'all. <laughs> Meaning you and me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like referring to myself the third person. You can find me at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. I'm at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. And you can also email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. And you can call us and leave us a voicemail. We would love to hear your voice. We'd love to hear what is your persona like what what are you who do you want to be do you have a secret name you call yourselves doesn't have to be a fursona but like what's your little what's your dirty little secret just kidding what's your secret <laughs> what's your persona alter ego? Alter ego? what do you put on yeah that's what we want to hear so or, to, or maybe you live your life online maybe you have a, maybe, a screen name or something where you avatars. become a different person online uh, right. but that's in, not who you are you know when you go to your, yeah. uh, to your job we want to hear about it so if you would like to share that with us i am that thing when i go to my job you know what i mean that's yeah you're, yeah, you're weird sure. you're weird so that you don't count <laughs> guys you can call us i count you can call us at 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. All right, guys, we will talk to you next time. Oh, share that shit. Oh. Don't forget to share this. Send it to your friends. There's nothing like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I wanted to change word of mouth to something cute. With like I know. I've been thinking about that recently. There's hearing. no good way to change that yeah, phrase. Yeah. So they- oh. Okay. Well, well sure. See ya. Bye, Thanks, guys. <laughs> is shouted into microphones. I mean hosted by Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula and computer buttons occasionally pushed by Matt Silverman in the world's third largest pigeon sanctuary known as New York City. This show is produced by The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet with production help from apodglomerate.com. Get it? It's like a conglomerate, but for podcasts. Boy, I'd like to meet the Don Draper who came up with that one. Be sure to subscribe for a new internet adventure every week, wherever you live.
listen to your favorite podcasts. Great news! You can listen to new episodes of Two Girls, One Podcast one week early. What is this sorcery? Just download the free TuneIn app and fire up Two, Two Girls, Girls, One Podcast to get fresh episodes one week before your loser friends. <laughs> your friends are so lame for being one week behind. I know, right? Wait. What's the catch? There's no catch. Tune in lets you listen to awesome podcasts. Like ours. One week before anywhere else. Absolutely free. Oh, dude. The next episode of the show is probably already there. Yo, this is some freaky time traveling shit. I'm going to listen to next week's show so I can find out what we're going to say. Technology is weird. The Podglomerate. Sonic Universe. This is the ultimate and minimalism. Minimal. <laughs> <laughs>